Heroes are an inspiring group of people. Every one of them, from the larger-than-life comic book heroes you see on the big silver screen to the everyday heroes that let us live the privileged lives we do. Every hero has a story to tell. The doctor saving lives at your local hospital. The war veteran down the street who risked his lives for our freedom. The police officers and firefighters who risk their safety to ensure ours. Every hero is special and every story worth telling. But there is one class of heroes that I think is often ignored. The entrepreneur. The creator. The producer. The ones who look at the problems in this world and think to themselves, you know what? I can fix that. I can help people. And I can make a difference. Then they go out and do exactly that by creating a new product or introducing a new service. Some go on to change the world. Others make a world of difference to their customers. Welcome to The Hero Show. Join us as we pull back the masks of the world's finest heropreneurs and learn the secrets to their powers, their success, and their influence. So you can use those secrets to attract more sales, make more money, and experience more freedom in your business. I'm your host, Richard Matthews, and we are on in three, two, one. Hello and welcome back to The Hero Show. My name is Richard Matthews, and I am here on the line with Rowan Giltz, or Jiltz. Am I saying that right, Rowan? Yes, Rowan Jiltz. Yes, you got it. Awesome. Glad I could. It's a very difficult name to pronounce, but hopefully uh, um, people will be able to find you when we spell it out for you later at the, uh, the end of the show. So um, let me give a quick introduction to you. So Rohan is a serial entrepreneur. You've built several multi-million dollar companies over the last um, short year, few short years. Um, you were recently voted one of the 100 most influential African-Americans by Root. Um, and you were recognized by the Obama White House for your work entrepreneurship, which is super cool. I want to hear a little bit more about that. Um, you developed and presented business case studies for Catholic University MBA program, Northwestern University's MBA program, um, and you're a regular speaker at startup conferences, and you're a member of the Young Entrepreneurs Council, which is very, very cool. Um, and it says you're uh, committed to building impactful, sustainable businesses and doing so in a transparent way as possible so other folks can join you on your journey. So my first question, Ron, is what is it that you are most known for now, right? If people were to... Uh, Look at you, look at your businesses. What is it that Rohan is known for um, today in, in the business world? So I am primarily known for creating a series of case studies on how to take simple local service businesses and make them more modern. So um, I created, basically, what I did was I came up with this concept where I was say, okay, let me look at a lawn care company or a home cleaning service business. And what would that look like if it were run by a company like Uber? It would have like a mobile app. It would have online scheduling. It would have like real-time um, alerts and so on. And that's what I kind of did. Came up with this process. I built a bunch of businesses that way. Did, uh, did um, double-digit millions of dollars doing that. And then I basically share the entire process to the world. A bunch of people did the same thing as well. And now we're doing combined over about $60 million per year. So that's kind of what I'm most known for, except for a couple of other random stuff too. Yeah, that's really cool. So when you say you developed these, were you actually developing the businesses themselves or were you going into existing businesses and helping them transition? Um, both. Um, so I developed some of the businesses myself and then... I also created a software that exists to come over to do the same thing. Basically to modernize old school traditional businesses into something that feels more real time and millennial leaning and more modern and mobile apt and so on. Yeah. Yeah, so you're sort of you're sort of taking these businesses that have been around for a long time and you're helping them move into 
the I say I, I tell people the uh, the millennial market is the up and coming money makers, right? They're all the people that are gonna you know they're starting their families, they're having kids, and they're you know getting out of college, they're starting their jobs, they're getting their careers. They're the new force of money, right? Um, so you're taking businesses that were serving some of the older generations and helping them serve the new the newest generation of money makers. Absolutely, and I may have to record how you said it because it's the most perfect way ever. Yes. <laughs> well, we did record it. It's on the episode. You could steal it. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. That, that's cool. So, um, the uh, as you know, on the Hero Show, we actually go through and talk about your story in the, um, you know, as as a, a hero's story arc. So, the first part of that is your origin story. Every hero has one. Um, it's where you started to realize that you were different, right? That maybe you had superpowers. Maybe you could use them to help other people. Where you started to develop and discover the value you can bring to the world. Where did you start in your entrepreneurial journey? So I started my entrepreneurial journey back in about 2011, where I I just knew that what I was doing then was not fulfilling. I was in accounting, and I had been doing that for about 10 years. I was not very happy, and I felt like, you know, I had to find something to, to, to where I could apply my skills and build a business and build some freedom. And I started just going online, learning everything I could learn, and building every type of business you can imagine, trying to find a way out of having a full-time job. That's how things started. Um, then I stumbled upon, um, well, basically, my home cleaner at the time, a, la- a lady that would come to clean my home, and we were really good friends. Um, she wanted me to build her a website. She knew that at that time I was dabbling in website building and internet marketing. And she was like, can you build me a website? So I said, you know, I could build you one, but it's just going to sit there online. You need the marketing, you need the customer acquisition, you need all this. And what if I partnered with you, I build it, I handle all the marketing, customer acquisition, and so on, um, I and we find a way to split the money that we made. And she was like, yeah. And that really was the start of it because I, I knew that I had to build it in a way that was lineal leaning. Because I knew that that audience of people, they were accustomed to instant gratification. Buying on Amazon and it's delivered like in 12 hours or something. They wanted that instant gratification. And I, and I knew I had to build that into that type of business. And that was the beginning of everything that I, I've done so far started at that point. So how do you go from, from a, an idea Right. That is, is something that you just want to work with to scaling that into, you know, multiple seven figure business. That's not a, something that a lot of people have experience with. Right. You know, even in my business, we got lots of cool ideas. We do lots of cool things, but none of them have scaled into multiple seven figures. How do you go from like an idea where you're working with one customer dabbling in Internet marketing? Isn't what a lot of us do. We a lot of we have Internet marketing. We're helping people build their businesses and things like that. How do you, how did you make that transition from? I have an idea to I'm running, you know, a $60 million business. Mm-hmm. So it, it, some of it was, I was just, some of it was, luck. I, I had to speak to luck really quickly. I was at the right space at the right time, meaning that there was this entire huge hole in the market where the millennial audience that you we were talking about, they were being ignored in the space. They, they were being forced to conduct, to conduct business in a way that they were not happy that was the first part. Just I want to say luck is also important. But um, what I did was I just became obsessed. Though I want to talk about that part. There, there's a lot. But then I was obsessed. 
after I put the business out there and some person came and they pulled out their credit card, on the first day I opened the doors and booked um, service for $139, I would never forget the amount, um, I just felt like, man, this could become something. And I then worked on it every waking moment I had. Like I would go to work, work on it at lunchtime. I would get off work at 5 p.m., work on that business at night, wake up at 6 a.m., worked on it for two hours before work, worked on it for like 12 hours on Saturdays, 12 hours on Sundays. So that obsession, I think, is also an important thing that I've put with me um, as I've built other businesses. Like when I, that first year, I just become a mad person and read everything I could read, execute, try new things aggressively. And when they found something that worked, I just did that thing. Like it was like I was breathing. I needed to do that thing to breathe. And that's how so, things worked out. And yeah. how, how much of that kind of like really hardcore effort was put into building repeatable systems that you could then use to scale? Oh, yeah. So, I mean, I'm glad you said that. So, as soon as I would do something, and I saw that this thing was working, then, yes, my next step was, like, how can I either automate it? How could I make it into a system that would work forever in this space? And that process that you just described is what led to me building software to manage every element of the business. And then that software actually ended up becoming its own product that now does about $1.5 million a year that other people could use as well. And that was the process. But yeah, when they found something, I had to systemize it and automate it right away. Yeah, that's awesome. So like, there was just, there was a lot of parts in your story where you're just working really hard and building systems and just aggressively following the paths that work. Yes. Yeah. So... <clears throat> it sort of sounds like in this process you you discovered your superpowers, right? So your superpowers in the in the in your story here is it's what you do or you build your off the world that helps solves problems for other people. Right? It's the things that you do that help slaves the world world's villains. So if you could narrow it down to like what you discovered in this process that really is is either your superpower that you've brought to your businesses or the business's superpower that you're bringing to other people's business. What would, how would you describe that? Yeah, so thing that I think is my superpower through all of this, even looking back, you know, five years, six years now that I've been doing this and how I've been able to impact so many people to quit their jobs and do the same thing and kind of like really change their lives. For me, that thing is copywriting, content creation. So a lot of what I do to drive traffic to my businesses and to inspire other people to do this stuff is I put out these long form case studies where I tell them, like, this is exactly what I did. I'm going to peel back the layers and let you essentially watch me as I build this business. And you can then go forward and do the same thing. You can use the system that I've created to do that. And I'm going to lay everything bare for you. And that has really, the, that, that, that is the thing that propels myself into success. But creating these super transparent case studies, and I've written so many of them on Reddit and on Medium, on my, even my Facebook page, and that has really what has been the change for me. That's really interesting because it's actually the uh, the same kind of model I follow for growing for growing my business is is um, I tell a lot of my clients the same thing. It's like it's you just you can give and teach everything, right? And people like they don't buy the information, right? They they buy the intimacy, they buy the ability to actually like work with you. 
So giving them all the information up front is not a it's not a kill for your business. It's generally it actually helps your business grow. So it's really fascinating that like you've used that strategy to build a sixty million dollar business. Um, yeah, um, and you're absolutely right. People are usually concerned. They, they they usually say, "Well, if I give away everything, what is there left? What is there going to be left to sell?" <laughs> it's exactly the opposite. Just just like you said. Yeah. Give it away, and people they feel more connected to you. They don't want to like essentially execute it themselves. Like they want to hire you to do it. They feel that you are the best person in the world. You're building your brand. They feel that you are the expert at this thing. So now, an opportunity to be close to you, to work with you, they will. You don't ever have to look for customers if you give away everything. They, they will. Look. Yeah. So as I tell people all the time, people don't buy information; they buy intimacy, and. You can, um, you, so you can literally give away the farm and people will still buy from you because they don't, they don't want to be in that business, right? They're not in the business of building, building, you know, apps and things like that to help run the marketing for the business. They want to, you know, it's, they want to clean houses, right? They want to do the plumbing, right? They want to do the thing that they, they want to do. Yes. Right? I mean, I work with like real estate, you know, um, trainers. They want to do real estate. They don't want to build an expert brand business. That's what you do, right? That's the thing that you do. So like you're, you're just proving to them that you can help them ahead of time with your case studies and then they're saying, yep, I, I, you know, you can, the offer essentially, even if it's not spoken out loud is you can learn to do all this yourself or, you know, you can hire us. We can do it for you. Yes, for sure. Yeah. That's awesome. So, um, the next step, right? The next part of the hero story is the fatal flaw, right? So every hero has a fatal flaw. If you know, Superman is not, is kryptonite. Batman's not actually super, that kind of thing. Um, and I tell people in my business, I have, I have a problem with being a, uh, a perfectionist where I'll spend so much time trying to get something exactly perfect and it doesn't actually, you know, lead to anything useful in my business and I'll get stuck on things. Um, and the, the question is less about what the flaw is and more about what have you done in your business to help overcome the flaws that you have, you have in your, um, in, in your business. So what, what would you say your fatal flaw is and how have you, how have you helped deal with it? Hmm, that's a super good one. Um, I feel like one of okay, that's it's a really good question. So I I feel like one of the fatal flaws that I had to deal with is that I I would have at some point this like short term orientation where I would be working on something. It could be a project, a business, or whatever. And then like the next week, I think of another project or business to work on. So I go do that. Then two weeks later, I think of something else and I go do that. And I was never able to fully commit to bringing something to fruition and making it as big as it possibly could, could become. And um, so what I've done is I now know that focus is what wins. Like focus wins, focus wins. So what, what, what I do instead is this. I focus essentially on one project, one business. That's all I'm going to work on. And I, I usually try to give myself a time, like six months to 12 months. If by that time, this thing is not working out, either financially or with what, what other metric I use to measure success, I then give myself permission to move on to something else. But not until I, um, I, can, I hit that time period that I give myself to work on that thing. If that thing does become successful in that time and is making money, bringing in, you know, twenty twenty five thousand dollars $25,000 a month or something, then I feel comfortable enough where I can hire some person, they can manage it, and then I'm able to basically buy my time 
and move on to that next thing that I'm really excited about doing. So I kind of set this framework for, for myself where I have these rules now. And unless I hit the, hit that marker or, or I'm able to hit that goal or um, satisfy that rule, I cannot move on to something else. Yeah, I really like that. So it's a, it's a thing that uh, a lot of us um, struggle with is that whole, uh, you know, a lot of times it's called shiny object syndrome, right? Where we're so interested in the new thing and the next thing that we want to move on before we finish the thing that we've done. Right. And like I tell I tell people uh, like one of my other flaws is um, is I am satisfied by learning. Right. So like, you know, I, I, I've learned the new thing and and that was enough satisfaction. That I don't actually have to go out and do anything with it. Yeah. Right? Uh, so it's the same same kind of problem. So what you've done to solve that is you've built yourself a framework that it's like I have this thing and this thing. I Like, here's the amount of time that I know I have to put into something in order to get a legitimate result from it. Right. So. In advertising, we call that like statistical relevance. Have like at least a thousand people seen the offer before we make a decision on whether or not the price is too high or too low or something like that, or we need to change the button color. Right? So you're like you're giving your business time to achieve that statistical relevance, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, is it delivering the revenue that we want? Are the you know the customers happy, right? Whatever your metrics are, um, is it delivering all those things? That you're giving it enough time to actually to hit those and. And it's like a hard and fast rule. Like if we don't give it this time, we don't focus on anything else, right? Right. Until until you do. So, do you ever have anything that you actually cut it off early, where like there's a big red flag that you're like, nope, it's not worth giving it all the time? Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I essentially, I've done this so many times. I like that time, thirty of thirty to sixty days. For some person to come to that website or that landing page or whatever, put out their credit card, give me that credit card and buy something. So that's kind of like where I am right now. Like 30 to 60 days, I want there to be a transaction from a complete stranger. Now, that time, um, because I've done it so much, I have a team in place. Is It seems short for people that may be listening. But as, as you kind of get better, that is kind of like what I would think that goal really essentially should be unless of course you're building software that takes a long time to develop but even with software i want to be paid even before the the software is completed um but yeah i've cut so many things off i get to the 60 day mark i haven't seen a single dollar i the business has been open for at least 30 days nobody's buying I've, i've put in a marketing effort so i know i've put in a solid effort there's no transactions i move on and, and start up another domain and, and, and do something else. Yeah. So you have, you have like an early cutoff and then like, if it, if it makes the early cutoff, then you're like, this is getting my focus until it hits our goals yes. at the end of this year. Yeah. Um, and then your step, your next step then is to start pulling yourself out of the business and building the systems to replace yourself and like have that business run on its own. Absolutely. That's a really cool framework. And I feel like you should build a course on it. <laughs> <laughs> so so that's and it's, it's a really cool answer to that fatal flaw too right because i think a lot of entrepreneurs struggle with that so anyways uh, i i liked that a lot so next one is your common enemy right so every every hero has the common enemy it's the thing that they fight against right and the um the way i want to think about this is if you could go into your, your client's life um and you could pick any one of the businesses that you work with and you could just remove something from their life um, immediately and have all of them get a better, faster, cheaper result because of removing that enemy. What would that be? Mm. 
So, okay, I mean, that's another fantastic question. Um, so, the thing that, I, that came to mind right away is the mental piece of this. And the things that I find, the people that I work with, my clients, or even people that I mentor in some way, the thing that kills them the most is overthinking. Overthinking. And I'll, I'll just define that as I can present to them pathway that has led to the success of 100 people before them. But what they'll do is they'll create a storyline in their mind that tells them that if they are the 101st person that tries this, it's not going to work. And here are the reasons why. And they will tell themselves this really compelling story on why it won't work for them because of some specific thing, like their 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 left toe is is not the right size, something completely ridiculous. And and my left toe is not the right size either. <laughs> exactly. But it's gonna be something completely ridiculous and it really hurts them. It hurts them from implementing systems, it hurts them from automating, it hurts them from um, increasing their prices, it hurts them from um, building better relationships with their clients and having more and more conversations with their clients and so on. It hurts them in so many ways. That whole thing of overthinking, naysaying, that whole thing, I don't know what to even call it in general, but if I can remove that from from people's space, they could double their businesses, a lot of them, in like next year or two. Yeah, it's that it's that negative self-talk, right? It's that that little voice in your head. Like, if you ever seen the little movies? You got the, the good guy and the bad guy on your shoulder. It's that bad guy whispering, you're, you're not good enough. You know, you're in the wrong market. Nobody's going to believe you, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, it's that voice that you just have to learn how to shut up, right? How to how to, to not listen to it. Um, and so so do you have do you have any strategies that you use to help clients get over that negative self-talk? So one of the things I say, and only because it's, it's the thing that I own, that I have actual experience with, I don't like to recommend things that I, I haven't had to do myself because I felt that thing when I started. And I still feel it sometimes even with new projects, even though I've done so much, I still feel it sometimes. And what I do personally is I make myself so busy. I lay out the step-by-step that I, that I need to overtake. And I couldn't tell this analogy. Like if I had to, to drive from here to, from Vegas to New York City, I'm not going to like come up with all these reasons anymore. Why the car may break down in Arizona or I may run out of gas. I won't have enough food. I just get in my car and start to drive. And I make myself so busy and I take steps every single day so aggressively. I don't have time for those voices to really sink in as much as they used to do when I was first starting out. So my answer is just, I make myself super busy. Yeah. And, and the reality is, is like, even if you do run out of gas in Arizona or the, you know, the tire pops and like that, those are things like most of those things you can deal with, right? You can change the tire and you can, you know, you can call in the, the service provider to, you know, put gas in your tank, that kind of thing. Like, but that only happens if you're in motion. Exactly. Right? Exactly. So, um, that's a, it's a, it's a good, good way to fight the, uh, fight the little negative voices, just get in motion and ignore them. Right. They, they, they can tell you the story all they want, but you know, just not listening. You're driving anyways. I'm driving, baby. <laughs> you're driving. I'm go. I'm getting to New York. You know, hell or high water, right? Yeah. So the the other side of the common enemy is the driving force, right? So you know, Spider Man fights to save New York. Batman fights to save Gotham. Google fights to index all of the world's information. 
um, what is your mission, right? If you could go out and, um, and, and do something for all of your clients, what's the, what's the mission that you, you serve? So I would say my main mission right now, the thing that makes me most passionate is the business that we've been talking about most where my goal would be to bring the same level of automation that high-tech companies have for their businesses. It's just normal for Uber to feel like Uber. Uh, you pull out your phone and the car shows up yeah. in minutes to jump in and you don't even think about payment. I want to bring that same level of autom automation and technology that high-tech startups have to regular local people in Boise, Idaho that start, that are starting a three-person company moving along. That's the thing that drives me right now and the thing that I, I spend most of my time. So interesting question on that. Is that mission more geared towards the people those businesses are serving? You want them to have better experiences or because you want those businesses to to be it, like, who's the mission geared towards? Is it geared toward the small business or is it geared toward the small business's customers? It, 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 it's geared, it's firstly geared towards the small businesses because they they if they're able to provide this to their customers, they're going to do so much better than they're doing right now. They're going to grow faster. Yeah, their customers are going to be happier. They're going to be. They're going to bring all these competitive advantages over their competitors who completely ignore all this stuff. And it really just allows me to build this space where regular people are just doing so well. They build it fast-growing businesses in traditionally ignored spaces. So, so if I'm hearing you right, it's it's a it's a type of ripple effect mission where as you start impacting these businesses all over the country, they're going to start having bigger, more thriving businesses contributing to the economy, hiring more people. Like you have, you have a really tremendous ripple effect for the work that you're doing. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's cool. Yeah. And, and I, it's, it's a, it's a really interesting thing that you're doing for businesses too, because like you're, you're taking something that like, I would imagine most businesses think of that stuff as unreachable, unattainable. Like they couldn't, they couldn't do things like that. So they don't even try. And so you're, you're showing them how they can have all that stuff in their, in their business. Absolutely. They, they don't even try. It seems impossible. And it seems like, and also seems too expensive. Like how can I, like, like Uber app seems like a, and, and it probably has been like a, um, hundred million dollar development cost or something like that, right? But I'm what I'm saying is like you can do this and without dealing with the te technology challenges and completely change your business, change your life, change your customer experience. So next question is your hero's tool belt, right? So maybe you have a big magical hammer like Thor or a bulletproof vest like your neighborhood police officer, or maybe you just really love the way like Evernote helps you organize your thoughts or maybe how you build killer slides in Keynote. Um, you know, I've had, had people on the show that say that, you know, it's their, their A3 sheet of paper that they draw out their, their mind maps and stuff on. What is a big tool that you use in your business to help you do what it is that you do? Hmm. Okay, good. So with my accounting brain, this is why I did for like 10 years before I got into the space, I go straight to the cash flow. And for me, the thing that has been the, the most awesome for my business has been Stripe. Really? Yeah, so tell, tell me a bit about that. I've never had anyone say that a, a 
merchant processor was the biggest tool for their business. How is that a big win? Yeah, absolutely. So for people that may not know what Swipe is, it's just, yeah, it's a merchant processor. You know, it takes credit cards and they charge you, like, I don't know, 2.9% or something, same as PayPal. But what Stripe has done is when I first started my, my actual local service business myself, I was, I was running like a home cleaning company and I, I wanted to make it as forward thinking as possible. At the time, we used to take cash, we would take checks and we would have like bounce checks every single week and people would forget to leave the cash on the dining room table. And just managing that thing was, it really hurt the growth of the company. We lost so much money along the way. And then somebody hit me to say, you know what? Let me try plugging in Stripe and making that Stripe only. You can only pay us by credit card. My company grew so much faster. One, I removed all the not getting paid, of course. But then I was able to plug our customers into um, their own account. So each customer had an account in our business. And we can use their credit card to automatically charge them every week and every month and so on. And we just made the business much more streamlined, grew so much faster, and it just completely changed our operations. Now, everything is aligned with um, with Stripe. The money goes into Stripe. We're able to send it out to our contractors automatically without even lifting a finger. And it just it freed me up completely to just do marketing. All I need to do now is drive more customers into that overall funnel and everything is taken care of. Completely business. Yeah. So what's what's really interesting about that is that the the you know if you pull back a little bit, the the thing that was really beneficial for you was figuring out how to apply automation to your finances, right? Um, so when you were able to automate your finances in your business, it helped free up a lot of the mental power and physical you know labor power that had to go into finances. You were able to take all of that out and then apply it to other parts of your business, which allows you to grow. Right. So because you freed up all of the, you know, the mental cycles that were going into that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's interesting because I found the same thing in my business, something that I spent actually, I just like the last three or four weeks, I've spent taking everything in my business and transitioning everything into automated payments. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're actually using Stripe for the same thing. And like this first month, we just had it happen where all of the payments came through automatically. And it was like, oh, man, it just totally changes everything that I can do this month and going forward. Because, uh, like, you know, four or five hours a week of, you know, trying to get payment stuff taken care of is just gone now. Like, it all just happened automatically. So I can totally see how that was a huge change, especially at the scale your business is talking about. Absolutely. It was incredible. It's funny that you're going to really enjoy this, man. Next couple of months, you're going to be like, wow. Yeah, well, I've like I've already noticed that I can um, that I was like, man, with that part taken care of, I can like take on a few more clients. I can increase revenue. I can put some more effort into these other things because like the money's taken care of. <laughs> so finances are automated. That's a that's a really cool thing. And I've, like I said, I've never had that come up in a discussion in these calls before. So it's really interesting that automating finances and being able to take that effort and move it into marketing of your business has really really helped grow. Are you tired of trying to write webinars that don't consistently convert? How would you like to have a webinar that effortlessly created sales in your online business? You can. Introducing the Webinar Alchemy Workshop. Webinar Alchemy Workshop is an online masterclass that will help you write incredibly persuasive webinars for your online courses quickly and easily. Using what you learn in this class, you can build a webinar that educates your entire audience while still creating sales. 
For a limited time, you can purchase this masterclass for only $7, and you'll get the exact framework I've personally used to help my clients sell more than a million dollars worth of online coaching and training just over the last year. Simply text the word ALCHEMY, A-L-C-H-E-M-Y, to 444-999, and I'll send you all the details. The music is by Purple Planet Music. Visit www.purple-planet.com. So, okay, so next question is your own personal heroes, right? So Frodo had Gandalf, Luke had Obi-Wan, Coben, you know, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Robert Kiyosaki had his rich dad. Who were your heroes, right? Were they real-life mentors? Were they speakers or authors? Were they peers that were maybe just a few years ahead of you? And how important were those heroes to what you've accomplished so far in your business? So um, the first person that comes to mind, I, I usually like to go with the first thing that comes to mind is, so back in 2011, at, the, at that time, I was still at my job, right? And I would take the train every morning. And one morning, I was taking the train in D.C., and the train station has a little bookstore. And there was a table at the beginning, like, to the entrance of the bookstore with a couple books. And there's a book on there that said four hour work week. And I was walking yeah. by and I was, like, <laughs> I was like, four hour work week? What is this? I was like, ah, you know, I'll, I'll grab it really quickly. I'll read it on, on, on the train for the next couple of days and see what it's about. That thing changed my entire life. I know I'm probably not the first person to mention this book, but it's Tim Ferriss. He wrote this book about how you can you can build an online business and you're able to, over time, extract yourself from that business and do very little, still get paid six figures per, 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 per year or something even higher than that, and just change your life and live a completely different life. And I read that book and it changed everything. So now, even though I'm still building businesses, with each business I build, I extract myself out of the business, bring my my um, obligations down to less than four hours per week now, and then I go on and do this, the same thing, and I just repeat it in the cycle. But I got that entire idea from that book. That's that's really awesome. Actually, um, I read the the same book probably I don't remember when it was, maybe two thousand eight, two thousand nine, and it's been a uh, um, it's been a it really helped put my business on the trajectory it's on now. So like. Um, I didn't quite go the same route of building, you know, multi-million dollar companies. I went for more of the freedom lifestyle. So like I actually, I'm in an RV right now. I travel the country full time. Um, and I've been traveling full time with my family for two years, uh, um, while running my business, um, and have the freedom to do that. So I have pretty much complete time freedom and complete location freedom, but it's the same, the same, uh, um, what would you call it? The same cat, you know, catalyst for that was reading the four hour work week, um, and helping build my business to that point so um yeah i mean that he changed my life you know <laughs> learning how to hire people and how to uh how to automate things yeah dude that's incredible i did not know that you were in an rv and you, you lived like just traveling that's amazing yeah so like currently we're in uh we're in texas and a couple of weeks we'll be down on the coast going to go see the uh international sandcastle competition and a few weeks after that we're going to be in southern california and uh you know going up the coast of california for the summer and enjoying it but uh um, I have my clients all over the country and I, you know, I, I use this little, I'm in an RV office in here that I, uh, I do my shows from. And um, yeah, so we travel full time and, and really take advantage of the freedom and everything that you can have with today's technology. Right. So. Incredible. Okay. This, so now you are new goals for me. So I'm glad we connected. 
yeah so it's like um i actually i had a couple i had a, a client in the past and it was like he makes he makes way more money than i do he's like he's in he's in your boat right makes makes a, you know several million dollars a year with his businesses and he's like i'm jealous of your business he's like because you have so much time freedom and location freedom he's like i can't do that say like, i need to do some of the things you're doing so anyways yeah uh we can certainly connect and talk about some of those things um but yeah it's it's super cool absolutely cool so um did you have any other heroes you wanted to mention, or just Tim Ferriss before we moved on? Yeah, that's that's the the, the, the that's the, probably the, the best one one I can say. Okay. About. So, last real question for the interview is your guiding principles, right? So, I you know it's bring it home for our listeners. What are the top one or two say principles or actions that you use every single day in your business to contribute to the success and influence that you enjoy? Um, and specifically, are there any that you wish you had when you first started out on your hero's journey? All right, so the, the, the thing that comes to mind is as I am working with my employee, my contractors, my business partners, um, working with um, the buyers for our businesses, as I'm working with all of these different um, constituents, my goal is to always create a situation where everybody wins. And if everybody wins, people are going to want to work with you more. They're going, to want, they're going to be more invested. They're going to work harder. They're going to be more creative. They're going to... Everything positive you can imagine flows to you if you only enter into relationships where everybody wins. And I, I can keep that as my base. And it's the base for everything I do as I interact with all these different stakeholders as I build my businesses. So that, that, that for me is it. Yeah, that, that is, that is incredible. It's actually, um, it's one of mine as well. I do the same thing and I talk to all my clients about this and it's like that every, every situation we enter needs to be win, 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 right? It's win for me as your contractor. It's win for you as the business owner. It's win for your customers who are buying your products and going through your stuff that everyone who touches anything that we're doing together walks away feeling like they've won something. We even approach our, uh, our marketing from, um, from that standpoint, right? Where we're looking at, um, at how can the marketing that we put into the marketplace, the people who interact with that marketing feel like they've, they've won or had a positive impact in their life when they interact with our marketing. Mm -hmm. So like, it's, it's incredible what happens in your business and the businesses around you when you approach everything in your business from how do I make this a win, win, win for everyone that it touches. Absolutely. It's funny that we, we share a lot of the same ideas and, and values. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I think um, I, it's interesting. I've, I've I've discovered that a lot on this uh, on this show as you you know, interact with people who are who share success in their business. A lot of them share a lot of the same like life principles and things like that. So it's it's really fascinating. Um, and I, I particularly like that one, the whole idea of win win win, because um, it's so foundational, right? And if you can if you can learn how to approach things from that way and really think about what the transaction looks like from the other person's perspective, right? If you can get into your employee's shoes, right? If you can get into the person who's interacting with your marketing or your business partner and be like, how does this impact you? And how, how does this, how is this exciting for you? Then it just changes the conversation completely. And you end up building much better products and much better, you know, journeys for your customers when you think about it that way. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. So last thing we do on the show, um, and we do this every time, and I call it the Hero Challenge, right? So the Hero Challenge is really simple. Um, and all it is, is do you have someone in your life or in your network that you think has a, a really cool entrepreneurial journey or story that we should bring onto the show and tell their story? One, who is it? 
And two, why do you think they would be a, a good person to bring on the show and tell their story? Hmm. I have someone that comes to mind right away. Mm -hmm. um, one of my business partners, partners, his name is Kevin Pereira. Mm -hmm. Five years ago, he he um, was he was doing a real estate. He was a real estate broker, and okay. he absolutely hated it. Came across one of the cases that I wrote that built. He, he quit. Like, like he said he had one more transaction to make in his real estate. And if, if that transaction went through, he was going to make $10,000. He took that money, poured it into a business following one of my case studies, built it for like $50,000 per month, sold it for six figures, moved to Costa Rica, came back, and then started building a whole host of other businesses. And now um, he has like a huge portfolio company paying him a bunch of money while he um, hardly doesn't work. <laughs> but... But his story is amazing. Um, he wanted to like he likes the mountains. He likes the outdoors. He's kind of like you, where he likes to like travel and and, um, and and he's always on the road. And he wanted a house in the mountains. He just moved to like Bear Mountain or something in California. And he fishes all day. And um, but he has a bunch of technology businesses and all this. Pretty cool guy. Yeah, I think your audience would be incredible. Yeah, that's super cool. I would love to have him on an interview. And what would you say his name was again? Uh, Kevin Pereira, and I, I can send you his um, his email or something offline. Or yeah, that sounds good. We'll we'll definitely uh, we'll we'll ask him to come on. So, last thing, thank you so much for coming on, Rowan. It was really cool to get on and to you know pick your brain a little bit and 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 talk about your your journey. Next question for you is: Where can people find you if they want to you know learn more about either you, Rowan, or um, I think importantly. The uh, the business that you're talking about, where you're you, know, you actually teach people how to do the stuff that you're you're doing with local businesses, where can they find out about that kind of stuff? Um, and like, who's a good fit for that? Yeah, so they can find me um, on my Facebook primarily, facebook.com Rohan Jokes, R O H A N E I L K E S, and for for the site where we kind of teach people how to um, build these businesses. Is um, 27 days to launch.com. So 27 days, the number two, launch.com. And um, the people that this is most well suited for are people that want to live like that nomadic lifestyle that you're living right now. Because um, it can all be done from, from your laptop, which is how I live in Vegas now, but my local service business is in Washington. Um, and you can kind of build businesses that way if you want. People, like if you've been trying affiliate marketing, you've been trying Amazon marketing and eBay and Shopify and that stuff hasn't worked out, this is something else I think that has a really um, high chance of working out if you bring the effort and we have a whole team of people to support you through the process. And yeah, that it. sounds really awesome. Yeah. Uh, so thank you so much for coming on, Rowan. And you see you live in Vegas. I'll be in Vegas in uh, a couple of weeks. So um, I'll make sure I hit you up. Maybe we can go get coffee or something. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's super cool. Um, we'll be there, uh, like, I think the 5th of May. All right. So anyways, we'll, uh, I'll hit you up. <laughs> cool. So thank you very much for coming on. Um, and again, that's uh, it's facebook.com forward slash Rohan Gilt, R-O-H-A-N-G-I-L-K-E-S for... 27 days to launch. So 27-D-A-Y-S, the number two, launch.com. You can hit up uh, Rowan there. It sounds like you got some really cool things that you're doing over there. Um, and again, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story. Look forward to...
to uh, meeting you in person here when we get a chance to get out to Vegas. It will be awesome. Thanks so much for having me. Really appreciate it.